Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode from Setting the Tone. Today is our Dead Poets Society special. Stick around because we tell you all about that right after this. Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode from Setting the Tone in 2024. I hope you all had a great Christmas and a great new year. Um, 2024 is here. We're we're rolling into it now. We're starting to get movement. Yeah, exciting times. Today's episode is all about Dead Poet Society. I have got a great interview with Dylan. Can to talk about their upcoming album, which comes out on the 26th of January, called Fission. Um, I'll be playing you a track from that album called Running the Circles next, and then we'll be going straight into our interview with Dylan. Stick around. Feel like I'm never enough. I say I don't give a fight, so I keep my shit down.
that was the track Running in Circles, which is taken from the album Fission, which comes out on the 26th of January. You'll be able to find that album over on Dead Poets Society's website. Um, the links to be able to purchase that album. Here was our interview with Dylan. Dylan, welcome. Welcome to Setting the Tone. Everyone, welcome to Dylan from Dead Poets Society. Hi, thank you for having me. Not a problem. Thank you for joining us. Um, it's looking very nice and um, relatively warm over there compared to the UK right now. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, it's actually cold for us over here but uh <laughs> but uh yeah i'm not complaining no, it makes me laugh because um when i hear obviously californian people speak about the temperature and like it's cold i'm like mm, it, it's cold for yeah. you i get it but for us like we can walk around shorts and t-shirts so but i get it right <laughs> no i'm I, i've become spoiled i'm from new york so i know what it's like to not have this but it's been long enough to where it's still uh, it's something I can complain about here and there. Um, we're going to talk about uh, Fission. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly, um, which is the follow-up to the self-titled album, which came out in 2021. Um, seems doesn't seem that long ago, but it really is. Um, talk me through yeah. the journey. How did this one come together in terms of how did you go about putting the ideas together, the writing process? Um, I've, you know, kind of like, like anything. It's just really slowly. You know, you got a riff here, you got a melody there. Um, the songs just start to very slowly become songs and then you start to get sick of them and you don't touch them for six months. And then you go, when you listen back to the demo and you go, Oh my God, no, that's cool. And then you come back to it and then you love it. And this person hates it. And then you abandon it again. And then it just, it's been a, um, you know, I'd imagine most bands go through this process. I don't know. I can only speak for my own experience, but, um, it's just, there's no real, uh, straight path into it. Um, but I will say that there have been some really cool, uh, I guess, magical moments. Um, when I'll make this album, um, you know, there were a lot of cool moments, uh, where we all looked at each other and went, shit, that's good. Hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been a really, I want to say the first songs from this album came to existence. Oof. Time is really weird with everything, the world we've been living in these past few years. Uh, it's hard to even, I, I want to say that these songs started coming into existence um, late 2020. Sorry, I'm blanking like crazy right now. It's, it's, everything has been such a haze and a blur. Um, what I'm trying to say is it's been a long time. <laughs> No, I appreciate that. Um, like you say, when you, you you start something, you you put something down, you go about your life, and then you come back to it. So time does just disappear. It really does. Um, yeah. The the album title, uh, Fission, is that a play on a science theme, like nuclear fission at all there? I was trying to dig into it <laughs> myself. It's more, I mean, that definitely uh, is what I think most people think of when hearing that word. Um, it's more of a... Uh, just kind of a division, just kind of a dividing. And, um, you know, there are a lot of themes this album of, of kind of coming into oneself, breaking down in the process. And, um, honestly, I, I don't want to read too, too much into the, 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 it's just a, it's a cool word. We all throw in words around and phrases around and that word just kind of all, if to all of us just, just stuck out as like, it sounds cool. You know, it has like a very strong connotation. Um, and, uh, it just, it was, we didn't dwell on the name for a long time. It was, that was the one that kind of just came in a, in a random discussion. Um, and, and then everyone very quickly was like, 
that's the name. It, it sounds like, like you say, it came about, there wasn't much debating on it. It just sort of fitted. Did that? Did the title come essentially before the album was made, before the tracks were put together? Was that the first kind of thing that came about from the album? There were a few songs that were already uh, floating around, maybe two or three songs. But yeah, definitely way before even half the album was even written. Yeah. What is the album about, for those that don't know? Uh, yeah, as I touched on it a second ago, I mean, it's just, there's there's no real um, clear, you know, there's no linear um, progression or anything. It's it's all, you know, it's about um, a lot of the songs touch on, I mean, some dark themes, um, hopelessness, depression, um, heartbreak, for sure, which, you know, what kind of album doesn't have heartbreak? Um, but but yeah, just, you know, it's been, where where of the we're all, I'm 29, the rest of the band is 30 and we're kind of all, I think we all feel like we're entering that stage of life. That's just like, Oh, this is real life. And it has a lot of shit in it and it's, it's hard and it's confusing. And, um, you know, a lot of these songs just, I feel like, you know, I, I, I um, there was another interview that I answered. It was, a, it was just, um, a, a text interview, but one of the questions was like, uh, a lot of these songs have some really dark themes in them. Um, like like depression and like uh, isolation and like uh, hopelessness and you know how do you how do you how do you write about such bleak topics while keeping uh i don't know what i'm paraphrasing right now but like um you know keeping a, a an uplifting album or an album that makes people feel good I, I think was kind of the idea and my answer to that which i'll kind of wrap into this answer about what it's about. It's just like, that's, I don't think where anyone's trying to make something feel good or positive. I think that we're, well, there's a lot of shit going on in the world as there always is, but I think particularly in the last, I don't know how many years it's like, you know, there's a lot of doom scrolling going around and there's a lot of, um, I don't know, just again, coming, coming back to the age thing. I feel like we're all just the, the reality of life in, in many senses, loss, self-discovery, hopelessness, um, betrayal. Um, sorry, there's a pretty rambling answer, but just it, it's t- what the album is about is just what we all have been going through at these last few years during these last few years of our lives. Essentially, to I think to kind of encapsulate that point, it's about those themes, but it's also about growing up with those themes. I guess like you're you're more mature now. You've all aged since the self-titled albums. So therefore, with these experiences, you've had time to deal with those experiences that have come grief, sadness, loading, whatever it may be, I guess is kind of the way to tie that up. Something like that. And yeah, you uh you were much much more succinct than I was. So thank you. <laughs> That's right. That's cool. Um in terms of leveling up, what have you guys tried to do differently, whether it be, I don't know, play around with production, guitar pedals, whatever it may be, what was it that you've guys have done to raise the bar for this album yeah i'd say um quite a bit um production absolutely and uh in the sense of really just paying way closer attention to like the most minor details that you would never pick out one by one but really do come together in a way that i think um in listening to any single one of these uh tracks compared to the last album it just um the songs are, they're elevated. They're more, they're more dense. They're more expansive. Um, I'd say they're higher fidelity. And a lot of that, uh, I think I can attribute to, we'd all attribute to, um, the next big piece here, which is we, we worked with two producers, um, throughout this album, one producer for half the other producer for the other. And that wasn't the plan. It just kind of ended up that way. Um, Benjamin Rice and Anton DeLost, 
both massive, massive parts of this album and these songs uh, coming into the way that they did. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we definitely also some dabbling along and uh, into some electronic elements. There are some more synths and I guess 808s uh, on some of these tracks, whereas the last album, I don't know if there was any of that. I, don't quote me on that, but I, off the top of my head, I don't think there was any of that. Um, and uh, yeah, just really, you know, we, 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 uh, we, again, the two producers I mentioned were massively instrumental in the upgrade that I think we all uh, can point to this time around. Um, as far as uh, you mentioned pedals and gear, um, we, uh, the technology today is insane. Um, a lot of what we do is like in within a computer, which is not really a rock and roll thing to say, but um, there's so, so, so much that you can do like just with software to make things sound just as good, if not better than like the actual physical pieces of equipment that have been around for a hundred years or whatever it's been probably less than that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, a lot of, a lot of what we, it's, it, I hate to say it, but like technology is really powerful nowadays. And when it comes to music, that's not or music recording. There's no exception there. I mean, even when we, when we're playing live, a lot of people, um, so people that are that play aren't surprised by this because I think this is becoming the norm. But fans, um, friends, family, whoever, they're surprised to learn when you know if they ask, "Hey, where are your amps on stage?" We don't see, we don't use actual physical amps. We have everything we we play through are these digital. Um, I don't know how much you know about this, but these digital uh, modelers that are about they're like smaller than a shoebox and everything it just plugs directly into the PA of the venue and every thing you hear, um, at least we're talking guitars and bass are, uh, it's, it's all coming from this little computer. There's no actual, like, um, there's no unit pushing large amounts of air or anything like that. Um, no tubes. It's, it's all a little chip producing everything. And so that that's kind of, uh, in line with what I'm saying about the recording process as well as everything, everything, there's so much capability from, from nothing nowadays. Yeah, you know, it comes with ease as well. I think when you're touring, a lot of bands don't really be want to be lugging cabs and heads around all the time. It's costly. It's it's hard work, and if you can get yeah. a device that plugs in and you know it does it, why not, right? But yeah, that's a nice bonus too. Although I would say it's that's not even the main reason. The main reason is you just you can do infinite amounts of things with this one with this one unit. Whereas previously, you know, you would need. 200 different amps and a thousand different pedals, uh, to, to have all that capability. So it's yes, that's that too. Work smarter, not harder, right? <laughs> sure. Um, in terms of your mindset, when you come into this album, how do you adjust your mindset? Do you look at anything that you've done previously or do you say, look, this is a, a fresh album. It's a fresh project. It's, it's all clean. Or do you just take little bits from things that might be lying around from previous writing projects? Yeah. Well, um, my condition, uh, which is the single we most recently put out, um, that song had, uh, there were scraps of that song or more than scraps that existed before I was even in this band. Uh, I joined this band close to five years ago. Um, and, uh, to answer your question, yes, there are things, there, there are little riffs and melodies that exist from long, long, long ago that make their way back into the room and develop into, into songs. So. 
I think that's, that might be the only example on this album of something that far back. Um, but yeah, and, and, and actually for whatever we'll do next, um, there definitely will be things that were in this, the, the, the writing sessions of this album that didn't make it that I'm sure will pop back up uh, later on. Um, second album syndrome is um, something that does affect a lot of artists. How have you found the pressure? That is that something that you kind of thought about, or have you just gone, nah, we're, we're just going to do our thing, we're pros? Uh, we're definitely doing our thing. Um, it's scary. Uh, I think that this this release, we have a much bigger audience than we did last time, um, and uh, of course, you know, you want to you want to not only not disappoint everyone that's waiting, but hopefully, uh, you know, interest a, a, a bunch of new people. Um, and, uh, it does feel like there are a lot more eyes on us, this release, um, which is exciting. It's, it's a privilege for sure. But yeah, it's terrifying. It's like, oh shit, you know, you've, you've established whatever sort of reputation you have to get all these people interested. Um, and let's hope uh, let's hope they stick around for this next one. Basically, <laughs> it's I imagine it's a really difficult thing because you want to make the music that you want to make, but equally you want to ensure you don't piss everyone off and they're still around, which is a really fine balance in this day and age. Completely, and I think that I, I speak for the rest of the band in saying that we're never necessarily tailoring any songs to anybody like it's always just kind of writing what <laughs> feels good and what we like um but so that i don't think that that part is influenced but there definitely is a once once those songs are written it's like okay those are written and now now it's the part where people are going to react to it and and that's uh, again going back to this concept of there are a lot more people waiting this time than there were last time uh, it's a bit nerve wracking. Is there um, a particular section or a song or album where you just sit back and go, "That's that's what we wanted. We, we've we've reached what we wanted here. We hit the goal." I think so. Um, I think that we would all have separate answers to that. I think everyone would say yes to that, but I think everyone's particular point in the album would would be different. I think there would be crossover, but I know we all have our favorites. Um, and I think that that's a testament. We all, we all have very, very, very different favorites in music in general. We all listen to very different things. There's crossover, of course, because I think if there wasn't, I don't think that we'd be able to meet, you know, have a meeting of the minds. But we all, uh, all four of us have very particular interests in, in what we love about music. Um, and so I think that that's reflective in what parts of this album we would all point to as what you're saying here but i think we would all say yes i think we're very proud of it in general that's fine um what's what's your favorite track off the album if you have one um my favorite track is called uto um i won't elaborate on what that word is about um but um for me that one from day one, which that song was written maybe at least two years ago. I might've been like the third or fourth track to come into the fold. Um, it does something very special for me personally. And I'm, I'm really excited for 
everyone to hear it. And I hope as many people like it as much as I do. Um, you've mentioned, obviously, this album is about a host of emotions, you know, dealing with life in general. Where do you tend to pull your inspirations for your, your writing? Does it come from everyday things or, or is it simple things like, I don't know, taking the dog for a walk or playing a sport that you can just pluck something out and go, that's what we're going to write about? Um, I think that generally it's it's heavier topics than, than that, but I think that those instances more um more everyday things can definitely work their way into single lyrics um like you know because it's because it's that that sometimes is a is a cool way to give visualization or tell a story where it's not necessarily like you know part of the core message say of a song but it's like something as simple as walking the dog can work its way into into a verse where it's you know it gives visualization um I hope that answers that question. No, that's cool. That's absolutely fine, dude. Um, I appreciate obviously it being the second album and there's a host of EPs. Where do you feel this this body of work currently sits in the Dead Poets Society catalogue? Is it, would you say it's the best uh, representation of Dead Poets Society today? I think so. Um, Jack, you, singer Jack, because um, there's two Jacks in the band. Uh, he has referred to this album as um, the album that makes dead poet society dead poet society and i'd agree with that and i um you know i i say this with a little bit of a disclaimer because i have not been in this band since the beginning so i i feel a little bit um unjustified in in <laughs> talking about this album uh in such a sense that encapsulates the entire career because i wasn't part of it from the beginning um but that's what jack said i'd like to agree with him and I think that I think that all of us would say, yeah, this is the best that's come yet. And hopefully we can improve from here when the time comes. Um, what's next for Dead Poets Society? I've noticed that in particular for the European and UK fans, there was a tour. Um, I think it's March time, I believe. Um, I saw the other day. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it crosses over into March, but it begins pretty soon, actually. It begins uh, middle of February. Um, and uh, yeah, it'll be our longest. It's a headline tour. Um, it'll be our longest stay in Europe ever. I think this will be our fifth time over. Um, it's five weeks. Uh, we'll be touring with Ready to the Prince. They're great. Um, and yeah, it's very exciting. We'll be playing the biggest headline shows we've played to date. Um, we were about to sell out um, a 1,000 capacity venue in Amsterdam, which is mind-blowing to all of us. Um, we've got a pretty big show in London in March. Um, and, uh, after that, this doesn't really pertain to Europe, but to answer your question, as far as what's next, um, after that, we'll be doing a seven week headline tour in the U S uh, where we'll, we'll be bringing uh, four, four bands with us, not all at once, but divided throughout the tour. Some really cool bands that we like, um, Sunfish, uh, post profit, silly goose and, um, Andreas and, um, that those plans bring us into June and then we've definitely got some stuff already booked for the second half of the year that I'm not sure I'm allowed to say yet. Uh, but it's, it's going to be a really busy year. That's fine. I think, I think that pretty much sums it up. It is a busy year for yourselves. Don't expect much time off. in between. No. <laughs> no, it's a little bit, it's a little bit daunting, uh, but at the same time, we're very lucky to, to, to be saying that because we've been wanting this, 
forever. So that's cool. How's um how's preparation been going? Have you have you been you know locked away in the rehearsal space and coming up with you know set lists and production ideas for the shows? Yeah, uh, and actually, actually, we recently did a massive overhaul for our uh, infrastructure, so to speak, as far as how we play live. We um, have recently uh, installed an entire in-ear monitoring system where, uh, you know, we can hear ourselves in these little headphones rather than relying on speakers in front of us on the stage. Um, it's pretty intricate to the point where we can all adjust our own individual levels of all each person on a, on an app, which is awesome because a lot of the time uh, we've been pretty bare bones uh, throughout our career up until this point, we, we have, we have foregone a lot of uh, um, pro things that uh, a lot of people do earlier than, than where we're at in this stage. Um, but we've been working really hard to like to upgrade all of that stuff because we think it will, it's not just more enjoyable for us. It makes us play better. Um, it makes, it makes everyone, uh, more excited to get on stage. It, it speeds up the setup process. Um, it, it's just, um, I think it's an overall in many departments, just upgrade. So we've been spending a lot of time like getting used to that. And then of course, yeah, uh, figuring out the set list and figuring out which of these new songs we're going to play, uh, which of the old songs, uh, we're going to play. And, uh, it's been pretty, uh, pretty nonstop just, answering all these questions every day as we're getting ready to head out there. Cause actually before the Europe tour, we've got, uh, we're playing, uh, we're supporting highly suspect, uh, in the U S just for two shows. And then we're going to do the, uh, ship rocked cruise festival, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with, but it's mm-hmm, a yeah. rock festival on a boat and, uh, it's ridiculous. So we're, we're leaving pretty soon and, uh, there's a lot to figure out. So it's crunch time. Would this uh, would I be correct saying this is going to be the first time a lot of people have heard the new songs live? I don't know if anyone has heard anything in the states from the upcoming album. Um, somewhat. We toured this fall, this past fall of twenty three, um, where we did play "Running in Circles" and "Hurt," which were the two first singles we released. Um. So we did one tour worth of those songs, but yes, as far as the rest of them, um, this will be the first time that anybody hears those. And then as far as Europe goes, we did play uh, Running in Circles in, in Europe. Yeah, we gave them a preview of it before it even was released. So, But for the most part, part of these songs have never been played live before. And uh, I, I, I hope they go well. I'm sure it will. That's pretty exciting, um, knowing that not many of heard you know the new songs live um, yeah just to just to kind of round out our time then i've got a few fun questions for yourself um sure. who would you like to make a record with and why oh man <laughs> um i i'm like second guessing my answer right now because they're so uh far-fetched um but fuck it whatever um i'm a big fan of uh the band polyphia not mm-hmm. sure if you're familiar with them, but they are these crazy shredder guys who have been playing the guitar in ways that have never existed before. Um, I don't really know how that could work into our music, but I've seen those guys do some really cool collaborations in the recent like year or two. Um, and I just respect the shit out of them. Like they blow my mind with their technicality and their creativity. And if there's any world where, uh, some sort of, I don't know, some sort of 
work could be done with either of those guys. That'd be, that'd be very cool. Um, beyond that, um, my living musical heroes is Dave Grohl. Um, I don't know what, I mean, whether it's on a producer level, what it's, whether it's on a songwriting level, I don't know if there's, if there's any reality in which we get to be in the same room as that guy, that would be, uh, that'd be pretty ridiculous. Um, I'm sure there are many more, but off the top of my head, that's my answer. That's cool. What makes music so special for you? Um, it's been the only thing I've ever like loved to do. I mean, I grew up in a town where sports were everything. If you didn't, if you didn't play football or basketball or baseball or lacrosse, you were, you were nothing, you were worthless. Um, and I was not good at a single one of those things. Um, and that's an understatement. Um, I discovered the guitar when I was 10 and it was a very quick, uh, clicking thing for me. It just was like, Oh, this is, this is not competitive. This is not, um, I'm just enjoying sitting here and, uh, and playing with this thing, even though I knew I didn't know at all what I was doing. And then, uh, I performed, uh, at my school, elementary school, um, I don't know, fifth or sixth grade. And it, it gave me a feeling that I never, I never had. And it just was this, I don't know, the ability to show that kind of expression in front of people that care to watch it is, is, uh, is something really special. And the ability to have done that at length, um, and to this depth, at this point in life to thousands and thousands of people is just, it's astonishing to me. And you do, you know, there's nothing, I don't know how cliche of an answer this is, but there, there is nothing like being on a stage and doing that for those 30 minutes or an hour. It's just like everything else stops. There's, you don't have the ability to think about what's, what might be bothering you or weighing you down in life. And all you have is just the guys you're on stage with and the people in front of you that are in appreciating it. And, um, it's, uh, it's just the most fulfilling thing that I've, that, that I can, that I can think of in my life. Cool, man. Thank you very much. Um, that's all for me. Um, I wish you all the very best with vision, which comes out on the 26th of January, which is not far away. It's actually what a week or two. Um, and of course the, yeah. uh, the, the tour, you know, the, European and UK leg of the tour. Can't wait for that. Should be good fun. Well, thank you so much, Rob. Nice to meet you and speak. Yeah, with you. definitely, Dan. Hopefully, uh, hope to catch you on the show um, when you're over. But all the best, man. Wish you. I hope it cool. works well. Hope, hope to see you there. Thanks so much. Cool. Take care, mate. Bye bye. All right. Bye. Hello everyone, I want to thank you all for tuning in today's Dead Poets Society special. As you've heard, the track running in circles taken from the album Vision. Again, that comes out on the 26th of January. Um, I hope you enjoyed our, our chat there with Dylan. I want to say a massive thank you to Dylan and of course to Major um, PR for helping me put this one together. And of course to you, the listeners out there, for yet again tuning into another episode from Set the Tone. It means the absolute world to have your support heading into 2024. Um, thank you as always. Um, if if you are in a band or you're a solo artist or you know you're working on a musical project of some sort whether that be making an album ep single or you're wanting to go on a tour and you want to promote that those activities then please feel free to reach out to 
stt-setantonioutlook.com or via Facebook and Instagram channels, which is Set UK Podcast. Drop me a line and we'll see what we can do to accommodate bringing you onto the show to promote whatever musical venture you have going on at the time. Again, thank you very much for tuning to today's episode. Please make sure you check out this album, A Vision from Dead Poets Society. It comes out on the 26th of January. I'll be posting all the links to Dead Poets Society socials over on Set Antonio's Facebook and Instagram page, which is Set Antonio UK Podcast. Once again, thank you very much for tuning to today's episode. Bye-bye for now and take care.